I'm Charlie. And I'm Rich. And we're collectively known as Flat 29. Each episode, we add a brand new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a comprehensive guide to everything in and around our universe. This episode is chapter 72, Spring. In our big book of everything, each chapter we cover a brand new topic and we try and comprehensively study it through the medium of a quiz slash game. Normally, it's just 29 minutes long and we discuss all aspects of the topic via questions that we have for each other. And as we answer those questions, points will be assigned for the best answers and an overall winner crowned at the end. Now, normally I say, because that will happen today, but there will be an additional element to the quiz slash game, which is songs. You may remember from the glory days when we did songs all the time. Remember when we had that kind of time? That was the best, wasn't it? That was a long time ago. Yeah, but look, (laughs) let's not focus on the past. We're here. And guess what? We've made some bloody songs again. And what we used to do in our uh, podcast when we were doing it a little more regularly than we do these days is we would do a brand new song every Every chapter. Now we haven't done that for a little while, but today we are going to have three brand new songs for you, which is very exciting. It's like a bus, you know, you wait for ages and then three come along at once. So hopefully that'll be very exciting. So dropped in throughout this chapter, you will also hear some songs. Anyway, I don't think the songs form any element of the quiz slash game, do they? No, they're just for fun. No, it's just a bit of fun. But the rest of it is not fun. It's very serious. It's business. And the business element of it means there needs to be some kind of reward or we wouldn't even try. So the reward is a kind of prize. Uh, Rich, what kind of magical prize can we get our hands on Uh, this week? This time, the prize is a Twitch's escape room. (laughs) Right, okay. Talk me through it. So you sort of, you go into a series of... um, Hides. Is that what they're called? I, yeah. d- I don't know. No, I mean, I'm, with you, I'm with you so far. And then, you know, like on the first one, you have to interrogate a heron to, <laughs> to find out where a key is or something. And then it just carries on from there. Do, do they increase in difficulty as they, as they go yeah. through? So what, what's yeah. the starting bird and what's the ending bird? It starts off with a common seagull and yeah. it ends up with a rare bird (laughs) (laughs) the kingfisher right this is good ornithological knowledge it's kind of like it's basically imagine like a crazy stag weekend it's 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 right for that kind of um, yeah but themed around bird watching yeah yeah um how do you interrogate a heron just out of interest good cop bad cop yeah you've just got to like it's a long staring down session yeah um before you get to words and then Obviously, it's all into interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so maybe you maybe use some fish as like a break the ice, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Is that what they eat? Probably. Yeah, I imagine yeah, they eat so. Fish and frogs and other things. And then at the end, you'll say, from here on out, we'll be best <laughs> oh, yeah. friends. We'll I'm cut that. But yeah, yeah. Normally, normally an interrogation <laughs> ends with becoming best friends. So yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah, that's, that's when it finishes. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. 
Um, well, that's great. So we've got some exciting, uh, hopefully, Rich, all of this ornithological knowledge will come into play in this podcast uh, because we're talking about spring. So yes. have you got some kind of spring-themed button you can press to begin the proceedings today? Well, not necessarily spring-themed, but I am right next to a child's bicycle. So <laughs> right. I do have a new sound for you. Fantastic. A familiar sound, but new for the podcast. And it sounds like this. Yeah. It, it's it. somewhat underwhelming, but I like where it's going. I quite liked the uh, natural reverb of the garage. I could do it again. Yeah, that was a better one. Let's crack on. Here we go. Now, in our previous podcasts, we did a whole thing in a previous chapter where we talked about Easter for ages, didn't we? We came up with an Easter mascot. I can't exactly remember what it was, but we did a whole Easter thing. And so we have left out, in many ways, Easter's poor cousin, Lent. Now, Lent is a festival that if you are religious, Lent's got all the stuff you need. It's got excellent, you know, guidance. You have to give something up. It's got rules. It's got a clear end point. Fantastic. Um, but when people who are not particularly religious, there's not really a great pull for Lent. I'm talking branding. I'm talking mascots. So my question for you is, how can we make Lent up there with Christmas as one of the top holidays of all time. What can we do to make Lent more exciting? Well, step one is definitely that it needs a theme song. Yes. So, I mean, I think just at a very base level, because you need lots, because you need to get in the spirit. It needs to be like Christmas. But yeah. I think that a good starting point is just to badly adapt current uh, songs. So you right. can have something like, Lent on me when you're not strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make the song in the past tense. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that your example me. of a current song as well, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say it had to be a current song. 50 years old. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a current song. Just be okay. one people know. You gotta, you gotta turn it what on. About time for Lent. Do 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 do. Time for Lent. Do yeah, do 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 do. No, it's never about two years ago. Time for Lent. Make it a pancake. Do 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 do. Why are you no, Rich, because Stop we it. can't cross into Pancake Day. Okay, that's just trying to jump on a more successful holiday. Lent is all about. I think the problem with Lent is it's all about giving up stuff. So it needs some real branding to help it be more exciting. Hang on. So Lent is the bit that runs way up to Pancake Day. Or no, before, Pancake's after the bit Pancake before. Day. Pancake Day is first, then it's Lent, then it's Easter. See, Pancake Day is like a stag do. Yeah. And then you get married and it's Lent. You're obsessed no, with stag do. <laughs> Lent is the bit between the stag do and the wedding when you are having to atone for all of the things you did wrong on the stag do. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think, Charlie, you've hit on one of the fundamental problems of Lent is it's kind of dull. So what well, can I we think do? It, I think it, it, just, it needs a bit of tagline. I mean, something like sort of sacrifice brings you closer to chocolate. 
or yeah, you know, like kind it. of it, it needs something punchy, something you can put on a billboard. Hey, Charlie, who would you commission? You were talking about um, Lent theme songs. Say we were going to give this out to a recording artist. Who do you think would be a good bet to write the new Lent song? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, the, the go-to would probably be Cliff Richard, I would think. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, the problem yeah. is he's he's got too much sort of Christmas tarnish on him, and yeah, I think we need yeah. a, a clean break in there. Yeah, and someone also, who's he's, not already associated. He's a bit with too holiday. reverent and a bit too jaunty, really. So you want someone who's going to strike that that right balance. He's never going to agree to this, is he? No, no. I think. What about uh, John Bon Jovi? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he hasn't peaked since the eighties. Maybe the early 90s. Um, yeah, so he's sort of fasting for hits. <laughs> that's the name that's of their new point, album. Actually, yeah. <laughs> fasting for hits. Uh, I, I think we should get someone like the 1975 so they can use their punchy political lyrics to drive it home, but the kids like them still. Yes. They have a lot of obscure references in their songs, but they're really popular. Nice. So that's, that's the good combo for Lent, I think. What about like an advent calendar, but a Lent calendar? Add Lent calendar. Add Lent calendar. But, but surely it would need to be a reverse advent calendar. Yes. So you give something away every day. So if you open the door of the Add Lent calendar, there's just a space for you to put in like your Xbox. And then okay, not got yeah, it yeah. So it's like a safety deposit box. Yeah, and you, you get them all it's back on Easter. Or maybe they're all like all the stuff you put in your Advent calendar gets collected at the end of Lent, and then you get someone else's Advent calendar back, and yes. so you end up with a load of new shit. Oh, that sounds dangerously close to Secret Santa. Yeah, it's a bit Secret Santa vibes. It sounds a bit, you know, you, everyone would just put thing bad things in the calendar if you had to swap it to somebody else because there need hope. to be there need to it's be a, a policing slope. system whereby yeah. people would come in, barge through your door, <laughs> see what you've been putting in your ad Lent calendar, and if it was crap, then no, that doesn't count. You have to choose something else, and they'll choose something for you. There's so a lot of red tape police. here, I think, that's, that's <laughs> going to come up. A lot of you heavy to, admin work. <laughs> you have to employ a full Lent police force, but it's worth it. Well, just, well, they all dressed in like the robes of the Vatican, and they come around and kick <laughs> your door in. <laughs> it's like a load of Puritans coming round and telling you to stop having fun. So you can't just like put some bric-a-brac in there or something. It's no. got to be something you genuinely will yearn. You, you genuinely you like. Hold in yeah. front of the Pope if it's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Pope is the ultimate judge. Not like so he looks old. at it and goes, well, this is a PlayStation 1. That's not <laughs> something you really like. <laughs> Take what, it back. That's what the Pope talks like. Yeah, that's the Pope. <laughs> this is a PlayStation 1. <laughs> Lent police. <laughs> I had a Pope PS5 quote. on launch day. <laughs> I bet he did as well. Of course mm. he did. I mean, there's yeah. got to be some... Uh, perks to be in the Pope, right? PS5 on launch day has got to be one of them. <laughs> well, he runs a what city-state, doesn't he? So um, I, I think that means that they must be... Well, they don't need that big a supply in what, order so for like the in Vatican, the country to have The Vatican shipments of PS5 all go through him, and then he takes yeah. the takes a cream off the top and then well, the gives is, like, it to how his many, subjects. How many people are there in the Vatican? It's not that many. So, that I mean, many. they need about 12, and, and then most people have one. So, <laughs> I mean, listeners, do write in if you know how many PS5s they've got in the Vatican. <laughs> well, do you know what? I think Rich initially said the idea, but didn't really know what he was talking about, and Charlie <laughs> gave it a bit of structure. So I'm yeah. going to give the point to Charlie. Yeah. Nice. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat 29. Flat 29.
It's time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 25 But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Right, before we go into our next uh, topic Let's do one of our songs And let's start this one off with... Charlie Moe. Charlie, you have written a song for us. What is it about? Spring, Dan. It's about ah, spring. You've met the brief. I have, yes. Is there any additional details you'd like to give or would you just like to play it? Uh, I would not like to give it beforehand, though. Fantastic. Okay, well, great. let's have a listen. of the birds as they sing the bubble of lawnmowers with a fresh cut of grass the buzzing of bees and the breaking of glass it sounds like my neighbor has trouble with his greenhouse he's gone and cut his green thumbs but now he's bleeding out it sounds like my neighbor has trouble with his greenhouse He was potting out his seedlings But now that's all in doubt From the kitchen of afternoon tea I peer over the hedge at the chaotic scene My neighbor's on the patio But his thumbs among the beans It looks like my neighbor has trouble with his greenhouse He's gone and cut his green thumbs But now he's bleeding out It looks like my neighbor has trouble with his greenhouse He smashed the glass, it broke, and now he's screaming like a loud The delicate blossom soon dampened by dew I turn on the radio, music starts to dispense But it clashes with the siren of the approaching ambulance 
It looks like my neighbor has trouble with his greenhouse. He's gone and cut his green thumbs, but now he's bleeding out. It looks like my neighbor has trouble with his greenhouse. Good unawares with secateurs, there'll be no more thumbs up. The um, the verse chord sequence is quite like um, it's quite sort of chromatic sounding. Makes this makes it all feel very mysterious, uh, which I like. Yeah, I like that the verses sound a bit tense like that. Yeah, really tense. And then the bit where you start singing about him bleeding out, it sounds really happy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It looks like my neighbour. Oh, it's really catchy. I love it. Yeah, good work. I can't remember all the words, but like there was definitely some ambitious rhymings going on as well. <laughs> Very ambitious rhyming in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Send us an email whenever you can. I know you're really busy deleting your spam. Podcast at flat29.com. And why not jazz it up with an emoticon? Or a lolcat. Shut up, lolcat. So, uh, as we all know, water comes from springs and uh, often they are found by using things called divining rods, which uh, for the uninitiated um, is a sort of Y-shaped piece of wood um, where those attuned to the right bits of the universe can hold uh, sort of a branch of it in each hand and then the other piece um, should point to where water is or ley lines or whatever. If we could retune those, what would be a better use for them? What else could we find with the divining rods? How about the stick finds its original tree? Oh, I like that. It's a homing Uh, stick. So it takes you back, it finds its origin tree. It's like Stickman. Have you seen Stickman? No. Or have you read the book? No, for children. No, okay, it's for children. It doesn't mean you haven't read it. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what has he got? A similar vibe? Is he looking he, for? His... He gets lost, and yeah. then he needs to get back home to his family tree. No, there you go. It's very similar like that. You can yeah. make it into a little children's book. Although it sounds like that has already been done. It's been covered, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that would be pretty cool. So you'd know that whenever you found a stick on the floor, you could either take it back to its original tree as a kind of you know, returning it to its origin point. Or if you were a dickhead, you could throw it in the opposite direction. And um, how uh, did, would the person who was holding the vining rod know kind of which direction was the tree? Is it uh. kind of, they, they feel a sort of pulse? Is it the screaming of the of the stick's ancestors? Yeah, screaming of the ancestors, that's it, yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick an option, it would be the screaming <laughs> of the ancestors. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Obvious choice. <laughs> uh, Rich, any any thoughts on on what would be a useful thing to be able to find with it? Um, maybe more of using them in an urban environment, right? Um, and you're like a backpacker in an unfamiliar uh, city or something like that, and um, you use it to like find the particular points that you need to get to, like McDonald's or um, <laughs> yeah. you know something useful. What if the McDonald's one was uh, three of the McDonald's French fries, you know, yes. arranged in that that order, and it yeah. could point you to the nearest McDonald's? 
Yeah. That can work. Be useful in the countryside to try and find a pub that's not full of Brexit supporters. Yeah, yeah, that would be useful. And <laughs> I think, Rich, your idea there that I, well, the one with the chip, which yeah. I added on, that's a very much an extension of my original stick idea because the chips yeah. would also be finding its home. So I think that you should be able to make a divining rod out of anything and it will find its original place of birth. So that would work for Oh, chips. that would be good. Be good, wouldn't it? What, to find the original potato? But oh, yeah. Would it not go gone. to the ground? Yeah, maybe. I don't know what would happen. I think you could make adjustments to the chips themselves. There'd be a little dial which you could change to decide at what point in a chip's life you want to return to. Yeah, because, I mean, is it, is it the chip or is it kind of, and it's everyone's going to find the potato, or is it going to go and find the oil as well? So would it go and hunt down an olive yeah. tree? No, I think, yeah. Then, you know, this question is, when is a chip a chip? I thought you were going to say, to ask the same question to me, May, and say, like, how will you know that that's definitely the McDonald's? And I'd say it's the screaming of the, um, <laughs> screaming the Ronald of the McDonald or something, <laughs> like the screaming of the yeah. answer. Well, it's just always... dunked into the deep back fryer. Yeah. <laughs> There's the always screaming. screaming ancestors involved in all of these. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a given. Um, Charles, what about an opposite divining rod? We've got one that finds water. Could there be one that hmm. finds the driest point in the earth? Uh, I'm sure they could, but why would you want that? Because what if you found a divining rod, but you were in the sea? Ah, to search yeah. for land. Search for land, opposite divining rod, and it's made out of little fish. Or seaweed. Little fishies. Little fishies in a stick. <laughs> but, so Fish sticks. Would, would that Fish be a sticks. thing taking you... So that's abandoning your... Um, something taking you back to the source idea. That's, this is a completely yeah. different divining rod. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay, this is this is um, idea part B. Okay. But um, you can choose whichever one you like, but ultimately give me the point for either. <laughs> what about um, one that's like can find like rare vinyl... <laughs> or, or rare records for and hipsters it, like, it, yeah but it's like for hipsters and it yeah. maybe not just vinyl you know it's like you're stuck somewhere you don't know where you are but you really want a cassette or um you, is it you, just you, for old media yeah or like you need some beard wax or something like that and you just oh, yeah. you don't know where to go and you're a, you're a lonely hipster yeah, we've all so what's the divining rod made out of? Something antique, probably. Something repurposed, like some coat Upcycled. hangers or something. Upcycled, that's it, yeah. thanks, Dan. Yeah. Something from a from the tip. So it's not just kind of a um, a couple of uh, moustache hairs plucked um, from the tip of the loneliest hipster. Ah, <laughs> oh, the be. loneliest hipster. Is that a children's book that you've No, but it also feels like it should be a band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the loneliest hipster. He didn't have any friends so he was trying too hard to be cool. He was so cold from his lack of socks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like this. The hipster. Just joking about hipsters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to say that you liked it. Guys, I liked that. I like it when we joke about like hipsters. It. What a lovely time we've had. Anyway, see you later. All right. I think I might give the point to Dan for his yeah. picking up a thing and going to the origin part. The origin. Oh, that was option A. I'll take <laughs> yeah, that. Whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> whatever. Origin I story. Cool. The screaming of the ancestors. <laughs> screaming of the ancestors. Well, I think screaming of the ancestors was God me, but yeah. Yeah, well, you can't know, give myself the point. You can't give yourself the point, and that's the problem with this no. quiz. That is the problem. <laughs>
I'm sorry I've been away for so long I just want you to know That I'm still your podcast man What else can I do to make it up to you? I'll do whatever I can I'll post some episodes online You can listen to them if you like But please don't unsubscribe Say, it's spring and you're a bird and you need to make a nest. What are you going to make that nest out of? Um, I don't know if you're a bird or you're a human. <laughs> well, you, you're designing the parameters of this question. Well, Rich, would so it be more be interesting? I'm just putting it out to the focus group of the podcast. Would it yeah. be more interesting if you're a, a human... Like a bird with a human's thoughts. Yeah. Like the, the intelligence of a human. Or a human with a bird's thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. Yeah, so you're you're yeah, you're a human, but you've got like the yeah, the wherewithal of a um a bird. The nest building instincts of a bird. A bird, yeah. yeah. And it's spring hath cometh. Yeah. Um, and you, what are you going to make your nest out of? Where are you going to make it? What are you going to make it out of? My immediate thought is uh, packing materials. That's basically what they're for, isn't it? Like, get a load mm. of those little, um, what do they call them? Little polystyrene peanuts. What's oh, it? Lovely. Yeah, absolutely lovely. Get a little bubble wrap pillow. Wrap yourself up in that weird white sheet. Ah, oh, delightful. I mean, there is. Yeah. It's, isn't the, the natural thing, sorry, that though, if you're a human uh, with the instincts of a bird, is um, to uh, just do it on the sofa, get a duvet, some blankets, some snacks nearby. You can wrap yourself up in a little cocoon, and then you've got a TV nearby, so you can sit and watch some David Attenborough. Lovely. I think, are you imagining <laughs> there's some kind of uh, scavenging going on in this? Well, scavenging from other rooms i don't keep my duvet with my sofa yeah i mean yeah that would add an, an element wouldn't it i mean I, I was also imagining you dan like just making lots of unnecessary amazon purchases to <laughs> yeah. get all of that um yeah you know i'd order the smallest clever. thing possible on amazon because they have a fairly standard size of package which is massive uh and so you why, get why not just order the packing materials on amazon great idea yeah. Can you do that? Cut, cut out the middleman. I'm sure you can. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, Rich, but what if in this situation you were also uh, homeless? Yeah, I think I think we need to set some boundaries. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah you're, that's probably a similar way to make this like you're a bird. You haven't got a, you've, you know, you're in a new place and you've not got a home. You need to establish a nest. How about because of the freak accident which gave you the instincts and brain of a bird, you've now been shunned from society? Society. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. And I don't know where you are. Are you like in the city? Are you in the country? Are you? You are where you go, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So wise words there from Rich. <laughs> you are where you go. Something for us all to think about <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> but you know, you are. You haven't got money, so you know right. you're not gonna get that far without money, are you? Say. So. Uh, okay. What about old food? From they throw a lot out at the supermarkets, don't they? At the end yeah. of the day, they might throw out a whole tray of old breads. That's me. Pour bleach on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They do, don't they? Because they're bastards. But. 
that would make a lovely mattress. I think I'd sleep on a tray of old breads over my own mattress, potentially. Be lovely. I've got a problem with that one. It depends where you're you're laying your nest of bread because, like, I can imagine you'll see me lying on a nest of rats. Well, yeah, yeah. Eat, I mean, they'll it's... eat your bread mattress from below you. I do agree, <laughs> though. The comfort would be good. What if it was in a tree? Rats can climb trees. Oh shit! Can they? Can they? Shit, me. Yes. <laughs> I think we've probably covered this before, but just very quickly indulge me what kind of bread would you prefer for your bread bed <laughs> yeah i thought you'd never ask it's gonna be like a a bull you know what i mean like a white bull <laughs> like <laughs> am i using bull. the right term do you know it what i mean not, i know well, what you mean i don't know if it's pronounced like that do you mean a cob do you like say something it, round is yeah, for the pillow at least, and then but for the others. It's bigger, isn't it? It's not like the small like bachelors. Yeah, yeah, bull. Is it not called a bull? I think it might be. <laughs> I said it very confidently. What about yeah? And then for the rest of them, you'd want interlocking rectangles, so just your classic sliced white. What about a sleeping baguette? Yeah. Oh no, you'd use a pita <laughs> bread for that. Giant one. Just I'm sure we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have. Have we, we actually okay. talked about we what might... bread you'd sleep in? It feels in like a thing. Yeah. It feels that like a thing. We've gone off into before. Yeah. yeah. Right. This let's is a problem on. when you get to episode. I mean, why? Why? I, I think if you've got good instincts, you'd head out out into the countryside and you would uh, find some sheep that were being sheared and then steal the wool. Oh, good. And then because it's slightly nice. oily, so it'd be waterproof. Recycle. If you've got a couple, exactly. You're, you're upcycling. I don't know if I'd like an oily bed. Well, it's it's like sheep oily. It's not like sheep oil. Oh. It's not it's not <laughs> like um, it's not like you know you're dragging birds off the seashore that have been caught in an oil slick. It's more the thing that makes it waterproof. Oh, lovely. But that'd be going to be insulating. And then you could put another layer around that of you know some either some big leaves or steel tarpaulin from something or you know one of those sorts of things, and you'd have like a nice sleeping bag. But the weakness with that though, Charlie, is if you got hungry, you couldn't eat it. Whereas bread bed. Mm, but we're, build, we're building a nest, not a midnight feast. Do birds yeah. eat sticks? No. Okay. I won't make that point then. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think the problem with your one, Dan, is one. Maybe we covered some comedy territory that we've <laughs> Maybe already we've gone talked over. All about it before. And I might have walked you down there. Um, that aisle. <laughs> and also, yeah, you know. You walked me down the aisle. <laughs> The bakery aisle. Yeah. You walked me down the bakery aisle <laughs> to the bread bed chat. chat. Um, whereas I think Mo's is more practical and uh, in keeping with the inner bird instinct. So um, fine. But if I, I'm going to now go through all of the archive of our podcast with yeah. a fine tooth comb, and if we haven't sufficiently talked about bread beds enough, then I propose I'm going to table it for the next podcast yeah, okay. as a key item of discussion. There is a possibility it was somewhere in the radio show from Lipper. Okay, well, <laughs> someone do the research, and I'm happy to put a footnote in here, you know, yeah. as appropriate. Okay. Okay, but I no, just... you get the point this time. Well, that's the important thing. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it's time for another flat 29 hit. A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit. Damn girl, you're looking flat 25. But when we're in the club, we're spinning flat 20 rhymes. Flat 20 rhymes. Flat 20 rhymes. Flat 20 rhymes. Don't stop this time. Right, so for my song... 
I wanted to do a song about spring and this spring has got a little bit of extra significance in that in the UK we've had um, a few coronavirus restrictions lifted so one of the things that you're allowed to do this spring is meet up with people but only in the garden Um, and so what people are doing is lots of like oh do you want to come to my house for dinner it'll be absolutely freezing and you can sit in the garden the whole time so uh, my song is about sitting in the garden at springtime and I thought for musical inspiration I was inspired by um, the Sonic 1 level spring yard zone <laughs> because I felt yeah. it was quite appropriate so yeah so spring yard is one of the levels on Sonic 1 and if it's not Green Hill I, I have no idea what you're talking about well it's a, <laughs> it's a deeper cut but true Sonic fans will know so my song is, is just called Spring Yard here we go Good afternoon and welcome to this press conference on what has been a big day for many of us with the first chance to see friends and family outdoors, whether it's six people or two households. Hey, how are you? It's been a really long time since I've seen your face. I think it's time to get together. You should come to my place. The global pandemic may have kept you away, but there's a thing that we can do to your We're allowed to get together in the freezing cold I hope you've got layers and layers of clothes to bring Cos we'll be sitting in the yard all spring Sitting in the garden of uncomfortable plastic seats and a box of spare socks so you can layer up your feet. I couldn't get a fire pit, the shops had none in, but we can set fire to the contents of my wheelie bin. You know I've really been trying my best to recreate my whole living room outside for guests. So come over for dinner, I'll put on a great spread. And if you need a wee, there's a bucket in the shed. Sitting in the garden, it's where we're sitting, it's where we're sitting. That's very funky. Funky. As Do shit, you make that right? backing track yourself? Yeah. So I got the um, I got the MIDI file for the original song, and I uh. used the bass. I used the bass from that, and uh. a little bit of the um, little G funk synth. Yeah. Uh, I took a little bit of that, and then the rest of it I did with my voice and played some guitar and did the drums. Nice. 
Good, I like it. Nice. It's a funky old tune, the Spring Yard Zone, isn't it? It sounds like the 90s. Yeah. It, I was loving of. just grooving around to the instrumental and then recording <laughs> myself going... Because <laughs> <laughs> like, how much of your day has just been all week has been spent just being like... <laughs> yeah, I just did it today, actually. Um, and yeah, I just spent the whole morning doing all the ba ba da bas with no real idea for what the words were going to be and then threw some lyrics on at the end. <laughs> That's brilliant. Talking about a subject, going off topic a bit. Dan said something funny, Charlie laughed and so did Rich. So I've been trying to buy some garden furniture because of all of the outside socialising that we're meant to be doing at the moment. And I bought one online and its name is Rowlinson Plumley. I thought that was a gr- I thought Wait, that was that's a- the company you bought it from or no, the name of the actual that's furniture? That's the name of the item. The what, name what, of the- what is it you've no bought? Such a ridiculous name. It's called it's like a table and chairs. And it's called Rowlinson Plumley. I think Plumley may be the colour, but it's Rowlinson Plumley. <laughs> I mean, Which- is it like a plum coloured set of furniture? I don't know. I can't Sounds remember. It's like a law firm or something. Yeah, it does sound like a lawn firm so i guess my question to you is that is a great name i've been saying it a lot oh when's rowlinson plumley coming still hasn't arrived um so my question for you is if rowlinson plumley was a person what do you think they'd be like right well i would say it's not a pair it's not one person it's two people it's rowlinson and plumley oh they're a double act and they're kind of like um uh, what do you call it? Like private detectives sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you call Rowlinson and Plumley, and they'll like and see if your wife's having an affair or something. <laughs> and also on the sides, they sell garden furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so they they so come bring round. it right back round. They come round and they go, Sir, I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> devastated to tell you that your wife <laughs> is having an affair. By the way, do you want a set of table and chairs for your garden? Here's here's the evidence. Here's your wife um, <laughs> kissing another man. But look at the chair. They're available to you for, to you for the price of one. Try look and ignore. Fornicating on the sun lounger. Doesn't it look great? Try and look beyond the infidelity to the excellent craftsmanship that they're sitting on. Yeah. Sickening. Yeah, that affair needed a solid base. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> now with added lazy Susan, really spice up the affair. I, in some ways, I mean, it feels like if it was just a singular person uh, and not going down the double act uh, route, the rich has gone down. I think that it's it's probably lies at the posher end of, of people. Um, oh, at least. Yeah, but, but there is something there in, in, in Plumley that they could just be a sort of very posh plumber, you know, for, for middle class people. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's the one that comes over when, you know, kind of Jacinta and um, cucumber water or whatever children are called these days, um, uh, you know, have, have done something, put something they shouldn't have done down down the loo and you, you need the appropriate plumber to come and do it so um, you, you call Plumlin uh, yeah uh, Rowley Plumlinson to come and come and sort it out <laughs> yeah that's great that would save the problems of when I've had people round uh, uh, to do some some like stuff like plasterers and stuff and I'm embarrassed because I've only got oat milk in the fridge <laughs> yeah. Rowley Plumley wouldn't he would care. be all I mean, over he'd love that. that he'd be all over it <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Ross, you'd be disappointed if you didn't just have that yeah. in your fridge. Yeah. Comes and checks while he's there. He's like, what is this? Yeah. Is all of his um all of his plumbing materials are like highly sustainable? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or it, well, it depends which way you're going. I mean, is is he environmentally conscious or is he old school? And therefore, yeah, he's old school posh, isn't he? Look yeah. At that, okay. you, you feel like it, if it had to kill three indigenous uh, uh, races, <laughs> that would be fine. You yeah. Know, just because the wrench is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's more his level. The, the U bend is crafted, you know, off the skulls of seventeen thousand pygmies. You're like, that's okay. Uh, it's like we've he's... got you some, uh, we've got some real ivory in your toilet seat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Does he send a hunting dog down the U-bend to get rid of the, the blockage? <laughs> yeah. He comes in with a horn. <laughs> <laughs> or just, it's, it's like a little gremlin that rides on the back of a ferret. <laughs> a gremlin? <laughs> gremlin? I don't know. That's I mean, a maybe... new added dimension. <laughs> He's got a personal gremlin. Maybe that's what a plumley is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I very much hope that when I do get my Rowlands and Plumley, and it hasn't arrived yet, I'm very excited for the day it does. I hope it's going to be delivered by, uh, by either the detective duo or this very, very posh plumber. Um, I think I'm going to give the point for this one to Rich, mainly because of the the uh, synergy of the two <laughs> business ideas. <laughs> so well done. Very much a crowbar <laughs> synergy. <laughs> My dad's always on the internet. He goes online all the time. My dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. Oh, Daddy, won't you talk to me? Sorry, son, I'm just doing a tweet. Seems like I only speak to you on Twitter, Dad. At my dad, do you remember me? Hashtag, my dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. Okay, so we all love a good spring, and we all love a good bounce. But how can we make trampolines better? <laughs> yes. That is just a really great opening line there. It would be cool to have, you know how you can go to like a trampoline park and it's all the floor is trampoline. Yeah. And some of the walls are trampoline as well, but they haven't got the ceilings as trampoline. So if you had lots lower ceilings and you were just encased in a trampoline prison, That'd be great. Yeah, if you can pick up some speed, just think what you could achieve. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like one of those elastic balls or you know, something in a, in a cartoon where it gets out of control and just goes faster and faster and faster as you bounce through all the walls. Yeah, they'd be motorised, the actual, because the problem with a trampoline is that um, it, it relies on, like, you know, momentum and, and I can't remember science, but it loses energy <laughs> and so you eventually stop bouncing, right? So it'd be yeah. good yeah. if it just continued bouncing. Maybe each time you bounced, the motorised pressure added more energy energy to it oh, okay so it's basically yeah. like an it, it gives you an accelerating push yeah it's like an electric bike but for trampolines okay so effectively what we're trying to invent here is perpetual motion with trampolines yeah perpetual yeah. motion for the user for the user i've got a couple of ideas all right let's hear them one is kind slightly based on inspirations of what Dan was going for. See, you've got a trampoline that can bounce you really high. Mm -hmm. Like the initial trampoline can bounce you really high. And um, it bounces you up to a series of slides depending on quite how high you can bounce. And then you bounce up and you get onto one of the slides and that puts you, funnels you down to another trampoline that can bounce you up and go on another slide. And essentially it's like a human pinball machine. Oh, nice. It sounds like you've been playing a lot of Mario. 
<laughs> and I love or it. Sonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the two. <clears throat> yeah, that's one idea. I mean, it doesn't sound very feasible, but... Let's not worry about that. It's never stopped well, us before. Exactly. Is it, this isn't so much a, you know, trampoline is something that often people have in their garden, but this sounds like a more of a bespoke uh, day out. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, this is a proper bespoke <laughs> unit that's been yeah. made. Um, it's a more like the trampoline park, you know, yeah. but, but on, on acid. Yeah, I like uh, that. What if it was um, all underwater? Ooh. Go on. No. Mm. It'd be difficult to get the bounce if you don't have yeah. the, the Maybe weight. there should be... The thing is, there's not enough jeopardy. Like, on a trampoline, there's a fair amount of jeopardy because if you, if you like, bounce wrong, you might break your neck, right? So there's, yeah. a, there's, there's inbuilt jeopardy. But mm-hmm. what if there was more jeopardy? So spikes all around the edge, for example. Okay, good start. Like where this is going. Yeah. Oh, that was it. <laughs> well, my, <laughs> I thought they were going to be flamethrowers. Come on. Like, yeah, <laughs> flamethrowers, like, and the jets of flame fly across the trampoline, so there you've got to go. jump and time it right, or you get scorched. Slightly less exciting jeopardy, my ever idea was, um, you know how you get, like, a, um, a pool bar? Yeah. What about a trampoline bar? You have to bounce up high enough to get to the bar, but you can't re- reside at the bar. You can only get, you're only at the bar for the time that you're. At How the are bar. you going to have long enough to, to drink the drink? Because as soon as you've got the drink, the second you hit the trampoline again, it's going to go You're allowed to take the drink down with you, but let, <laughs> let me just say there's a lot of sloshing. Um, it's absolute chaos. Yeah. So you have to, each time you bounce up, you go. I'd like a pint of <laughs> yeah. cider, please, with some ice, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And you just get a bit more of your order in each time. Do you not yes. just then get the drink in some sort of sippy cup and then it doesn't go everywhere and you turn it upside down? I think part of the fun is it's a full, full to the brim open pint. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, but, where the jeopardy comes in. Yeah. But, hang on, are we paying London prices for this pint? Oh, yeah. <laughs> then fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, you know, when good. pubs are open up again, every pint's going to be about 12 quid. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it's tomorrow. Worthwhile. I'm very aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be one that's more popular with the, um, yeah, with the pub, like the bar owner than the actual people going in but it's an experience up on that sounds horrendous but you could just you could just be down near the bottom of the trampoline not bouncing as high just sort of guzzling up all of the (laughs) all of the residue the overflow you mean like run around with a funnel in your mouth and just as the pipe slosh you kind of do like a sort of mind sweep the the dregs coming flying at you i've got another idea well i mean at the moment i want to give you a minus point so um i really hope this one is going to bring you back yeah okay (laughs) all right okay let's see right I don't think it is, but I'll say it anyway. It's um, it's like you know a farmers market mm, where yeah. they like sell cheese and bread and things like that. Yeah. It's like similar concept to before, but like with the trampoline park. But there's like stalls, but it's basically just like a normal farmers market. But there's no solid floor. And it's all on a trampoline. So exactly the same as the bar, only instead of like, you know, Strongbow, it's like Artisan Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Does that that's change better. things I mean, if it was, it was sort of low-level bouncing, that would be quite fun, you know? Yeah. 
Because I don't know about you, but farmers markets are pretty dull at times. You're rich. You've approached this in a bit of a different way. Rather than what would make trampolines more exciting, you've heard it as what would make farmers markets more fun. <laughs> And Richard's saying it's just like, what can I add trampolines to? Is the question. Well, is, is, is this a big chore in your life? Oh, fucking hell, I've got to go to the farmer's market again. What, what if what if the the um, trampoline was involved in the sale process at the farmer's market? So you buy a nice ripe melon and the farmers chuck it on a trampoline, which then, you know, propels it into the air and then you have to catch it. Yes. It's like a delivery system for the it's farmer's bit, produce. What's that thing in, is it Gloucester or something, where they chase the cheese down the hill? Yeah. And maybe they don't do it anymore, but like they that. could make a funner version of that with A funner version, yeah. Well, does, it, does the price perhaps depend on how um, fancy the tricks are you can do on the trampoline? Yeah, if you can do like a 360 with your cantaloupe melon. You get a discount, 10% off. Or yeah. like the price of everything at the market's based on how bouncy the thing is. <laughs> so the farmers have to like adapt their artisanal loaves and, um, yeah. you know, cheeses to... What what bread would you uh, would you think would be the most bouncy? I think this oh. is returning to a question that we <laughs> had earlier. Is because you want to use it for your mattress later? You, yeah, <laughs> you wanted to cut that out, so I'm calling back to it so you can't. <laughs> we didn't say cut it out, it just said it wasn't good. <laughs> we, we There's never been a reason to cut something out I before. I feel like you've walked me down a bread aisle there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, obviously something nice and spongy, springy. Yeah. Something definitely white, um, because like the white flour has got like Fluffy, a bit yeah. more gluten or something, yeah. and it makes okay. it airier. So yeah. Well, thank you. You entertain that question very seriously. <laughs> so thanks. That's I, a cool I, humor I, out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gave it the reverence it deserved. So thank you. I mean, I sort of want to give Rich a point just for the sheer variety, or just not not the variety, the quantity of ideas. That's a kind of approach. <laughs> well, the, uh, it, not, it wasn't necessarily variety. It was just switch out a word that suggests the same thing but. Yeah, yeah they were all exactly the same but I enjoyed that it was enthusiastic and that was the important thing do anything well, for the next thing now he's done it enough that I've forgotten any of the ones I said he had trampoline made of lead which is not necessarily a distinguished uh, oh no mine response. was a trampoline prison oh yeah no I still got to get the point to Rich See, right, yeah. now the farmer's market sounds good <laughs> no no that wasn't what I said that's not why you got the point okay yeah fair enough It's time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 25 But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Okay, we're going to have another song now Rich, we're going to hear your song And... Currently, Rich in the present has not written a song, <laughs> but the magic of editing will mean we'll be able to drop it in later. So, Rich, do you think you'll be able to do a very generic introduction to your song that will apply whatever the song ends up being about? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to finish my song for this podcast, but don't worry. Luckily, Charlie came to the rescue and he'd written an extra song. So, Let's all kick back and relax and listen to another Charlie classic.
spring has sprung a leak, which I guess is good for whales. But I am not a country or a sea-dwelling mammal with a tail. The meadows are in flower, can't put them in your hair. They don't have time for baking, as in March they go mad and box Now we've said the scene is the hero of our tale, a coil spring tall and mighty, who could jump between mountains and vales. But one day things went wrong, the water from the leak came and rusted soil to coil, so the spring couldn't move and grew weak. All I need is just a drop of oil. At last the spring could move, but had no power to jump. So, so waited with potential, they stood and waited for a bump. When there came a push, flicked from a giant pinky, down some steps they fell, and that's how they invented the slinky. <laughs> 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 oh great ending okay yeah, we need to unpack a, that one smash. is that like a real piano or is it like a midi is it piano? a loop you found no it's a midi piano okay, oh, okay. but I played um, it how dare you insinuate no, that's you? a loop no it sounded like oh, it's great man it didn't sound like midi to me but I like the, the ending was the amazing the yeah, the yeah, ending, yeah, like the oil the, that was funny with the, and the oil, oil. <laughs> yeah, and then when at the end you got it it was like ooh I didn't really understand who was getting the oil, but it was great the when they the got spring, it. The spring uh, had lost its spring or something. I, yeah. Exactly. The spring got rusted by some water from a spring. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, wow, it's spring got some oil. Right, I see. I yes. like it. Uh, yeah, it was good, man. I enjoyed it a lot. Yes, I got a computer and a laptop too. Yes, I got a tablet and a mobile. Guys, listen to me. Slinkies, they've got a design flaw. They're fun, yeah. We all want one. We all got one. We've all we got all got one. sad I've within got about two minutes because they all get tangled. That's a problem. How can we rectify? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure I had one with a kid when I was a kid, or at least I, my cousin had one on something that was metal and it didn't tangle like that. It was like no, a. They all tangle, man. They all tangle. That's wishful thinking. You live in a dream, Charles. <laughs> no, no. It didn't tangle in the same way. 
Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe Bollocks. that was. I'll but anyway, it I see it. Yeah, that's no, it's it's not the the helpful way to do it. My um, yeah, my enduring memory of Slinkies is disappointment. It, like, yeah, a lot of hope. But and I think they just need to make Slinkies happier because they're always just a bit disappointing, you know? It's always a bit kind of limp by sort of definition. But it's kind of. If you made them a bit more sort of upright, then they wouldn't tangle so much because they wouldn't be so floppy. So maybe they just need to cheer up the Slinkies. <laughs> the the yeah. Slinky experience is very much dizzying highs and crushing lows, isn't it? Exactly. Like, well, there's a lot of build up, and the build up is really the exciting bit. What's this going to be like? It's going to walk on its own down the stairs holy shit no way and then it does it maybe twice and you know those are the golden days that's incredible but then as you say rich (laughs) then it very quickly breaks and you feel like what's the point and even going on with life. I mean, I think it's probably do it for the first three steps and it will just stop anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the fundamental problem here is the, well, as Charlie says, the floppier you make it, the better it is as a slinky, but the more likely it is to tangle up. So you could go ahead and just make them out of wood, fully rigid, but then they wouldn't slink. I reckon there's something cunning in there of if you put in a second a slinky that was of a higher tension in the middle, like a spring. When the slinky flopped over, it would compress that spring so it would jump up and then spring again. So you'd get much more of a bounce out of it, but the, the main part of the slinky would still kind of flop down the stairs, but it would just have a bit more... It, because it had a double coil structure, it'd be much more stable, and then wow. also it would bounce better. This is some hardcore engineering. It is, isn't it? And there was some like solid marketing in there like the du- the, what was it? the double coil <laughs> yeah yeah i've forgotten it already i could imagine I like, the yes, answer yes yes at that point it would zoom in and you'd see like a diagram of the two coils with like scientific words around it absolutely and arrows yeah. about which way they compressed and yeah. bounced yeah yeah and there's like one of these little yeah the videos of like com- competitors slinkies and they're all failing and those <laughs> yeah, ones yeah. like going all the way down <laughs> the twin core the exactly I, I mean i have a powerpoint somewhere i think <laughs> i think basically what should happen is every time you buy a, a slinky you're entering into a contract in which the slinky uh, proprietor will come around yeah. your house <laughs> at a moment's notice to untangle it and do all of this kind of maintenance on it maybe like an mot a slinky MOT every, well, every few days, probably. Do, do, does the slinky proprietor have to sing the slinky song while they're doing it? The slinky proprietor's got like a little hat and the hat's like a slinky that bounces around. And yeah, they've got a theme song. I'm imagining like is, a kind is it of like clown. The, the general, you know, like those sort of um, doorbell chimes that you get. Is it like one of those when it goes like... Or whatever, like you know, that everyone loves a slinky. <laughs> it's specific. Yeah. Does but he do have you know, a hard There's a song on the advert. That there is a song. Everyone loves a slinky. It just yeah. does that. Does he have a hard hat on that says SP? Slinky <laughs> proprietor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing like I don't know a lab coat. Um, <laughs> a hard hat with two like dangling slinkies off the top they, of it. Well, actually, they, like they're different. Years. Are there different levels of um, slinky authority? So as you <laughs> get promoted up, you get an additional slinky added to your hat. 
Yeah, and the top level, the highest level, is the Pope. Uh, yeah, but it's. But I feel like it's. It's like the, it's the Pope's hat, but it's got a little staircase that runs down the height yeah. of it, and then there's a little <laughs> yeah. slinky at the top, yeah. which just gets pushed down, and it just it goes all the way down all of the stairs. Yeah. Is this yeah. proof that there is only one PS5 in the Vatican? Because <laughs> like when when someone's using up the PS5, you got to have something else to do, right? Yeah. Slinkies. Yeah. And there are a lot of steps, I think, in Rome. I think there are, yeah. The and Vatican the is. lot in St. Peter's Basilica, yeah. And oh. being a Pope must have a bit of downtime in it, so why not play with a slinky? Was that like a pun? No. No. And <laughs> they down, like slinkies go down. I don't know. <laughs> slinkies have a lot of downtime, down the stairs time. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? Am I right? That's part of my... Ladies? <laughs> Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Are they st- is Slinky still then the right name? Like, if you improve a Slinky... Because the name kind of comes from it's being like a, a bit of a... It's quite a sexy name, I think. Exactly, slinky. but I mean, they're I'm a bit kind slink of it. lame. So, I mean, do they... If you make them better, does is Slinky then still the right name? Do you Bouncy, not surely. A bit more upstanding. Mm, yeah. True. Oh. oh, it must be that time. The <laughs> podcast is, We need to podcast. move out of the way because a family. A new challenger of, has entered the arena. A family of cyclists has come along. That, that's the bell, is it? That's the end. Just to clarify. Yeah, that's the end. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So, guys, I need to pick a winner for that one. Um, do you know what? It's a bit of suspense because it was going to be you, Mo for a long time and then somehow the, the slinky proprietor who and <laughs> um, having to have a slinky MOT which inis- initially I didn't like um, initially suddenly, you thought it'll never work yeah but and then, then it came round it grew wings and I also think maybe it could be a contender to bring things back round to Lent as like a Lent mascot <laughs> what um, the slinky proprietor <laughs> maybe I don't maybe. know maybe just I mean, they're currently we unrelated, but if we, had... but if we had a bit of time, we could probably draw some links. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, or some slinks. Let's um, <laughs> not overthink it. <laughs> it's each individual part of the slinky is called a slink. So when the slinky proprietor come round, he's like... Ooh, you've got a couple of faulty slinks there. Don't worry, I'll sort you right out. you got, got a lot of kinks in your slinks, mate. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he, just, he just knocks on the door and goes, need slinks? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just hanging from his fingers. Um, Are they yeah. not just like hanging like sort of um, dead pheasants from inside his poacher's coat or whatever? He just opens, oh, yeah, he opens the side of it and he's coat. got a bunch of different slinkies just hanging down inside the coat. Okay, well, Dan, you've won a Great. point there. Thank you So very congratulations. Much. Well, on that bombshell, let's find out where we stand in terms of final scores. Charles, have you been keeping some kind of log as we've gone through today? I bloody hope so. Let, let's <laughs> pretend that I have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Shit. Shit. <laughs> well, no, can I, you use I have, that I actually memory? have. You have? Um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's a draw. We've got two points each. Oh, oh, what? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why does that always happen? Okay. Oh, my God. Hang on. So it's a draw between all of us? Yeah. I, don't, I think that's never happened before. Has it? I don't think it's ever happened before. Shit. I mean, the best thing to do would be to have a slinky race to decide the winner, but you can't really do that. <clears throat> a socially distant slinky race. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'd have to postpone that and do it in future. 
<laughs> Look, let's say the winner's going to be decided by Slinky Race at some point in the okay, future. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let, let's say the 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 winner of uh, episode seventy two shall be determined by a Slinky contest at some time no later than twenty twenty six. Okay, and, okay, and the, the, the venue it. for that is the Vatican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be. Okay, that sounds like a fun summer holiday. Let's do it. So, winner undetermined, which is. A very intriguing way to finish the episode. Is it? Or is it just lazy? We'll find out um, before 2026 when we resolve this conundrum. Anyway, uh, uh, thanks After which everyone. we will find out who will win the um, twitching... What was it? A twitching... Experience. <laughs> escape room. Escape rooms. <laughs> twitching escape rooms. Well, congratulations to everybody. We're all winners here. <laughs> and uh, we'll come back and do some more songs. I've enjoyed doing the songs for this one. So more yeah. songs again in future. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Right. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Flat 29's big book of everything. Another topic down, a millions to go. We've covered that in enormous detail. There's nothing else you could possibly want to know. Oh, I'm a hipster. I am a hipster. <laughs> I wondered where that was going to go yeah, and the answer was nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like an Englishman in New York yeah I, like, I know oh, we, <laughs> we all knew that <laughs> we just wondered what the next lyrics were going to be <laughs> Quite Rich it, is yeah. not on fire <laughs>